Welcome to season four of Flop Stars. I'm not going to give you the usual spiel this time around because we're doing things a little <laughs> bit differently this time. I'm still Sam Murphy, and with me is still Nick. Nick is still Nick Kelly. Is still Nick Ned. Kelly, but instead of looking back, we're looking into the future. This season, we're going to deep dive on an artist who has flopped in the past and envision how they can avoid that same flop in the future. We're talking dream collaborators, perfect album titles, and the sound they should go for. And this episode, it's all about Lord's Next Era. Hello, Nick. I'm excited. Are Hello, you? Sam. I'm or so Nick. excited Hello, about this. Um, I think it's 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 been so wonderful over the last few seasons to go back on where things went wrong for artists, where things went right for artists, and look. Yeah. sometimes we look to the future. You know, it, it, sometimes we envision what the next chapter could look like, but... This is really free A&R consultancy to artists and record labels that we are offering on this season of yeah, Popstars. We will be packaging this up and sending it off yeah. um, in a file, in a nicely presented PowerPoint. As an NFT at points. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I would like to also <laughs> note that we have flipped the um, time that we're recording the podcast. So we're recording at my night time. It's about to go over to 11pm and about to go over 9am your time. Yeah. It's very... We've never done it this way, ever. It's always been nighttime f- for me and morning for you. But I'm up, bright-eyed <laughs> and bushy-tailed in the heat, in the solar power lord heat of the New York summer <laughs> and ready to get into it. So I'm ecstatic to work out how this format works and how, how we roll through planning an artist's yeah, future we're not and planning sure. an artist's next stage. So yeah, it might take us a little while. To work out what we're doing it might which is why we're going to start each of these episodes with a little just like catch up about where we are what's going on in music what's happening what's nick been up to what have i been up to are your taxes done uh things like that just um general catch up. absolutely happy new financial year to everyone i'm really excited for us to be here um obviously pretty much the only conversation happening at the moment is the doja cat conversation you did a wonderful uh piece that people can see on music junkie about um doja cat's kind of charting and and, and her rise so far there's a lot of conversation going on yeah. around that but for me because i'm a basic bitch I haven't thought about anything else except the new Ed Sheeran song for the last few days, and I have so many thoughts on it. I wonder your kind of early take on Ed Sheeran. On the song? Yeah. Well, yeah, not... No, I know your take on the artist. I want to know your thoughts on the artist right now and the song, and maybe this is one we can park for the next... Um, for, for a future episode of Flop Stars the Future. Exactly, yeah. We'd be hard-pressed to find a flop that Ed Sheeran's had because anything he does kind of turns to gold. Um, It's surprising, the song. It's definitely surprising. I'm not sure where... um, Like, if I was his label, I'm not sure I would have responded very favourably to him bringing in almost a dance floor banger. Um, Mm. It's not my favourite, to be honest. I think the... I think the chorus is a little bit lackluster, but I, I like where he was going with it. And I love that pr- the producer, Fred, again, who works on a lot of his stuff. And I think he brings a cool vibe to it. It's getting a lot of hate on the like um, hoity-toity music sites, which I I don't think is fair. Like, it's such a low ball just to go ahead. Like, who cares? Just let, let him do his thing. That's yeah. That's kind of where well- I sit on it. What was your, and I know you're not a massive Ed fan, but what kind of Ed is your favourite? Because I, I realise now he's kind of done everything. He really delved into some really strong R&B sounds um, on the Collaborations Number no. 5 project um, that he did. He, he also moved into rock on that with Bruno Mars and, and Chris Stapleton. He's done, obviously, the acoustic stuff that he's most famous for. Um, you know, he's sat in the pop realm before with Shape of You, yeah. you know, in, in that kind of tropical... He's really done everything. Is there a, a particular time that you were like, okay, I can kind of get around this? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to think what songs I like by him. So I like Story of My Life, which he wrote for One Direction. And I okay, like Castle on the him. Hill. So I guess I like okay. that vibe, which is weird because I would never like that vibe with anybody <laughs> else. But yeah, that's the vibe I like, I guess. 
No, I, I think I, the I collaborations that. project was okay. Apart from that song with um, Khalid, that was dreadful. Beautiful people, yeah. champagne and rolled up notes. Um, again, let's not talk too heavily about this, but I think if we go back to Bad Habits, um, my only concern with Bad Habits is that it might actually be doing a kind of lord as well. Throwing out this sort of like precursor track mm. that people think is going to be the vibe of the record and that it's going to be a light and bright and breezy record a bit of fun yeah um you know he's talking about the fact that his bad habits of of drinking and and going out and partying always lead back to that one person that's his bad habit um you know it's kind of a fun topic to sort of tackle um and you know doing it over a perfectly syncopated you know dance kind of beat um a straight fall to the floor my my only thought in, in addition to it probably being a bit of a throw you off the scent kind of thing, um, because we know that at least one track on the album, which is Visiting Hours, the song that he wrote um, yeah. about his very good friend Michael Gudinski, the founder of Mushroom Records, and he performed that at the um, at his his not funeral memorial. I keep going to say funeral. It was a, he wanted it yeah. to be a memorial, no funerals. Um, and like he, he broke down in tears performing it. It's a really heartbreaking song, really beautiful. Kylie Minogue and Jimmy Barnes are singing backing vocals on the studio version. Yeah. We know it's going to be a tearjerker. So contrasting that with how fun and dancey Bad Habits is, like I could literally see it being played at Stonewall. Um, <laughs> it's it's, inter- <laughs> it's, well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. My only other thought is that it feels like it could have been one of those songs like a shape of you that he initially shopped around and then went you know what this might actually work for me yeah and i don't like I when was... artists do that i don't like when artists shop it around and then go it's oh, very sea vibes isn't it yeah yeah just write it for yourself but when you think about shape of you though that was that sounds like nothing on his last album not that i've heard it but from what i did hear from it <laughs> No, it's a good point. Like it was, car- that was the Castle on the Hill Galway Girl album, which were really kind of yeah, you know, instrumentally driven songs. And then you had Shape of You, which <laughs> Galway was just... Girl was quite a moment in time, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, what a hit! What a hit! So, would you go bop or flop on Ed Sheeran's Bad Habits? It's a bop for me. I really like it's it. It's a bop. Okay, just a bit of fun. I'm going flop. I don't oh. think it's going to work for him. I don't think it's going to get him the success that Shape of You or the um, Justin Bieber song did. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. I don't think in terms of, you know, if you really were to pair it with Shape of You, which was just a a record breaker, it was just a massive moment in pop history. I think you're right. But I think that's what that sound kind of lends itself to. It's also not the most popular sound on the radio at the moment. Yeah. Um, It reminds me of Waves by Mr. Probs. Yeah, mm. it it reminds me of a lot of songs. It reminds me of September's "Cry for You." It okay, reminds me good. of. Well, now I'm going to come around to it, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, just give it a listen. Um, the um, I've made a number of Australian references so far this podcast. So apologies to international listeners, but yeah. of course we love you. Um, but Mr. G from Summer Heights High. Um, had a song called Naughty Girl, which went into the charts in the, in the 2000s. <laughs> and it reminds me of that a little bit as well. Um, if you play them side by side. Um, yeah, it's, it's got definitely got a number of reference points. And I, I think that's why people kind of like it. It's got a bit of a 2am yeah. club kind of vibe to it as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the most surprising part of it. All right, mm. moving on. Another bop or flop. Doja Cat and The Weeknd. You right? <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting to do that. I, 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 I thought of it on the spot. That's good. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, have you um, listened to the Doja Cat record? Not the whole thing, and I feel bad about that. But you've heard this. Um, this one was the yes, the new music, and of Friday course, I've heard one. the I've heard the Scissor record as well. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's so many collaborations on the album. Yeah, as there well. is quite a few. Yeah. Um. I I find The weekend. you know my thoughts on The weekend. Yeah. When The weekend jumps on a song, it's either going to be a make or break moment for me. Yeah. But I think they work really well together. I think he adds kind of a la- layer of maturity to it that I think Doja Cat can sometimes lack. Yeah. I think Doja can sometimes have a bit of a sort of, you know, immaturity 
to what she brings to songs that yeah. sometimes I think can be balanced out by others. Um, but it's a bop. It's a bop. I'm a fan. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I really like the album and I've, I'm obviously really coming around to her. There's so many bangers yeah. on it. I don't know how this one got pocked as the one they were going to lead the album release day It'd with. be the weekend thing, wouldn't it? very be meandering there. for me. But like the Ariana yeah. song is better. So I would have gone with that. I'm, I'm going to say Bob. I like it, but I'd, it's definitely not the strongest one on the, on the album. It's only just passing through. Yeah. yeah. I just, there's so much to unpack with Doja Cat, which you so eloquently did in your piece. Um, I can just bring yeah, it up I and still... read it from start to finish. Now. <laughs> if you want, just do that and we'll stop. I find, yeah, I find her a really fascinating um, pop music figure. And she is very fascinating. And this album is yeah. her first like superstar turn. I feel like it's totally because uh, obviously hot pink was coming off a few mild hits, but say so really changed the game. So she was still, she was still kind of indie, like an indie kind of pop star at that point. Yeah, definitely. And now she's proper, like full on pop, which is yeah. where, where she sits well. I think because we'd heard say so, but I don't think anyone really knew who she was. What the fuck are you holding? Okay, I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> I need a pop filter, but I can't fit it on the microphone arm, and I'm trying to be a bit quieter because I'm recording so late, and I don't want to wake my neighbour up. So I'm holding oh, the pop filter okay. up to my oh, microphone so I can speak closer delicate. to it. We could just whisper. We could like ASMR this, but then episode. I then I keep. Banging the pop filter into the microphone and banging it into my headphones. It's just not working for me. <laughs> Look, we thought this date, bring this me, time change was going to work. Maybe not. <laughs> bring me another song while I work out a solution. Bop or flop. I already know where you're going on this one. But Peach PRC, symptomatic. Yeah, I'm fascinated by Peach PRC. Um, she's a wonderful, wonderful human being. And I think... Can you tell me what PRC means? No. <laughs> I don't know. Ah. I thought you meant it was a secret. I might message her and ask. That sounds so wanky. Um, this isn't going <laughs> to just pulled a box up to the microphone. <laughs> I wish everybody Wait. could see what's going on right now. It looks like I'm we're watching craft. I'm filming it. <laughs> this is being recorded. What if I do this? Here we go. Pop off, pop or flop, pop or flop me on Symptomatic. I think Symptomatic is a wonderful song. I, I find... I, I, I've just got so many thoughts on Peach. Um, I think she is the first perfect TikTok turned pop star to happen. Uh-huh. Um, you know, just the authenticity in her voice, the authenticity in her tone and, and what she's talking about on social media turned into music. You know, they're very lyrical, honest songs. She's writing everything herself. Um, she's obviously got production assistance, but the writing is a hundred percent her. Um, yeah. I mean, I she's a genuine like artist rather she's than a just a TikTok star, like caught up in the machine. Literally. You know? Yeah. And in this world of like, uh, you know, that Addison Ray song was a mess and, you know, the Bella Porch song I quite liked, but, um, you know, it's not her, it's not her voice. Whereas you've just got Paige writing. Wait, it's not her voice. Half of the, no, it's like it's not her talk. It's not her um, writing. It's not oh, her words. Okay. Oh my it's god! I was going to say that's like proper. <laughs> no, oh, it wouldn't surprise me. A bit of a Nicole Scherzinger situation. Um, it's yeah. I, I find her a really. Oh, don't worry. Let me just talk about Peach PRC. <laughs> um, the song's following the exact same formula as the first um, major label release, Josh. I, I, and I think it. It, it's working for now. It's going to have to take a little turn at some point. But Josh has done 10 million streams. Yeah, that's insane. Which I think for an, for an artist essentially on their first um, single with a label, that's pretty impressive it's stuff really in the first good. Like, six to eight weeks. And Symptomatic's Amazing. better, I think. Yeah, and, and I like the concept of Symptomatic a lot. I think the Josh concept was amazing as well. Yeah, it was um, but there were some derivative elements in the production side of things, but she's stuck with the same producer, a young guy from Australia called Quinn. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with what she's kind of putting down and, and the kind of art that she's making. I think she's a, a really special pop star. So yeah, it's an absolute bop for me. Bop. Okay, next one. It's a bop from me too, if you didn't get that from my I thought yell. So. Next one is Mabel, <laughs> Let Them Know. Written Strongest. a very, very strong team on this one. MNEK, yeah. Ray, SG Lewis, 
like yeah big guns it doesn't get much better than that yeah um one of my favorite mabel things in probably since don't call me up i reckon me too um mabel's mabel's been a really tough one because don't call me up is such a strong out of the gates bona fide banger and i just don't think she's been able to back it up properly the song with tiesto was a mess um, yeah, it wasn't it was just great. A completely, oh, it was such an ill-advised. But she's move. had she's it had was... a lot of hits in the UK. Like off that record, she mm-hmm. had quite a lot, I think. Yeah, but I just felt like there was a real opportunity there for her to become a global superstar. Mm. And I think you know, even in Australia, like "Don't Call Me Up" was one of the biggest radio songs of that, you know, of that summer. Was There's that? no reason that you can't follow. It was huge. It was everywhere, and it stuck around for a long time. It's it didn't such a good off. song. I still still it's play a, that. It's a perfect song. That was the time um, when, like, if you needed a hit, just like Steve Mack was giving them out for free. That probably yep. not free. That was probably very expensive. But no, it was probably very pricey. Yeah, and really big. Which is um, same with getting M N E K on a, a British record right now. I would imagine yeah. too. It's kind of like the. The top tier. And I love that they just got together, this team, and were like, we are just going to write the biggest banging pop song. The video yeah. is so good. She looks great. She sounds great. The verses are so, like, punchy. It's, like, an example of one of those, yeah. like, two-minute-and-a-half songs that just, like, does what it needs to do in that time and doesn't need to be any longer. Such a bop. I really hope that this is a second chance for Mabel to make a kind of global moment yeah um i'm also i want to shout out a couple of people adjacent to the song many k has just done a song with that amazing young kid from the states amorphous i saw that this morning um, i haven't listened yet so this is insane it's cc peniston with fresh cc peniston vocals wow. on a redo of finally kelly Rowland singing other bits on it and many k co-write co-produce and on it and then Amorphous, this young kid who a year ago was just posting mashups from his bedroom on Twitter. Yeah. Um, put out a song with Fat Joe, put out a song with Kehlani a couple of weeks ago, and now has done this song with CeCe Peniston and fucking Kelly Rowland in America. Oh, my God. In, just out I of mean, control. on the day after Pride Month, which is quite Literally. quite a flex. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. And obviously, I want to mention Ray as well. She posted a really important piece um, on her Twitter this week about you know, being blocked essentially from releasing her own record um, for for seven years by her label, um, which has obviously attracted a lot of attention from people who've been in a similar situation like Charlie XCX and about the, you know, the fact she literally just had to make the whole fucking thing, deliver it to him and go, here it is, it's done, it's ready to go, instead of allowing people to stop her from, you know, releasing a body of work until she had, quote unquote, the hit, even though Reyes had 8,000 hits now. She's um, had so many. Yeah. And you know what's weird is she was in that Charlie XCX world as well. But then yeah. I think she's, like, quite commercially ambitious. So she started, like, hopping on dance, producer songs. And then the label has, like, kind of boxed her into this thing where she has to have, like, a a number one single by her. Like, and they're trying to get it with Just Ray without oh, no. anyone, like, featuring. Her new single's a banger, but, like, it needs yep. to do well for this album to be released, which is so dumb. Like, it yeah. just makes music so stressful. It's tough because she's had so many vocal feature hits now. Like, she had the Regard song, Name Escapes Me. Um, Bed with Joel Corey and David Guetta is a massive hit in Australia at the moment. Yeah, it's great. And obviously a massive hit in the UK too. It just it just makes no sense to me. And she's got such a great personality. And it's another one of those frustrating things where all the dots just aren't connecting, but maybe there are gatekeepers they're not allowing them to be connected in the first place yeah i think uh, by her being public about it it's gonna change this is the kind of stuff that like fans don't really know about you don't think about it you're just like oh well mm. why hasn't ray released an album yet but you don't know that the inner workings of it. so to. by her bringing it out imagine the label's not going to be very happy about it but um absolutely yeah okay um our final one is tate mccray and khalid's working bop or flop Bob. Yeah. Another dream team too. as well. You know, chuck a bit of Sarah Aaron's in there for good measure on the writing Is side. Is she on there? Um, yeah. I didn't know that. That makes sense. Apparently, it was written with Sarah met Khalid backstage in Australia. Yeah. Khalid and her wrote in Australia the next day and they wrote working. Um, and then got tape to jump on it afterwards. Really? So in Australia, which is quite amazing. Um, 
Yeah, I really like this. I've become increasingly impressed with Tate McRae. I think she's a proper, you know, top tier pop star in the making. Me too. She's um, like one big hit away from it. Oh, it's got it's so. Close. And she's like a she's trained just... or a semi-professional dancer too. So she's already yeah. got that down. Absolutely. I mean, you My see really it good in friend. the video where Tate is like doing the absolute most and dancing, like Kali just wanders in, like it's him and Normani all over again. <laughs> 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 it's um, it's it, she's just I'm just obsessed with her. I think she's she just turned eighteen as well. Which is wonderful news for her. Um, happy I birthday, just think she's Tate so, McRae. Happy birthday, Tate. I always I want to say Jade McRae, revered um two thousands pop star in Australia. I'm sad to announce that her um, support tour with Jimmy Barnes has now been moved to September. Um, back to <laughs> How Tate. are you going to wait that long? Long, long lost This sister. bloody intro segment has gone on for 20 minutes now. <laughs> we had to watch it has. you us. put together your microphone. <laughs> and now we've reflex. got Reflex BonCon just right in my face on the camera. <laughs> I have to take this. I have to take a photo of this. Right. Um, the... Who are we talking about? Um, <laughs> Tate McRae. <laughs> Pop stars the future where we spend the episode talking about the past. <laughs> um, I just think Tate has the vocal, the right vocal. She's one of the more interesting whisperers. I don't normally like whispery vocals, but she's just mm. got an interesting way of doing it. She's got the look. She's got the, the vibe. She's got the personality. She's smart as hell. Um, the songs are really interesting. Yeah. They're just, yeah, everything is fucking there. And I, you're, I think you're right. One hit and we'll be there. One hit after working, which I think is a bop. I interviewed her when she was 16 and she was so like eloquent and so ambitious in what she was doing with her career. So smart. I was like, you're making me sound like the teenager and you sounding like the near 30 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the main segment. <laughs> well done, everyone. As discussed about four hours ago, we are going to be unpacking Lord today. And we've done melodrama before. Melodrama was one of our episodes we did in Flop Stars. Obviously, she's about to follow up melodrama. A lot of people um, disagreed with us calling melodrama a flop, but look at the numbers. It was, it was by pop standards, a flop. It was nominated for an album of the year at the Grammys. And I think it dramatically shifted Lord's career. But the point of this season in our hypothetical world is to envision how they could get another big hit again. How's Lord going to get her royals again? Even if she doesn't want it, because... She probably doesn't want it, to be honest. But, but we're, yeah. we're putting on record label hats and we want the hit. And right now it's looking like Solar Power is doing pretty well, but it's not going to be a, a massive hit, I don't think. No, it's, it's really interesting. I thought just after it came out, I thought it might just be subversive enough to be a hit, but I don't think that's worked. I think it's just a little bit too... Yeah intro single or intro track to what's coming yeah. to actually have worked in the end. Um, which is disappointing because I think it's a really interesting song and it, it's really, it, it's so beautiful and cruisy. And I just, I think there could have been a moment there, but I just think it's been kind of missed. And I think a big thing with Lord is she sort of did those first few interviews the day the song came out and she did some mm-hmm. a pretty extensive round of interviews across the globe. Then she kind of hasn't talked since then. She's just kind yeah. of let the song happen. And I don't know whether that's smart. And as much as I don't think she should have to be, you know, doing every chat under the sun, she's not on social media. So yeah. that's a big, you know, that's a difficult thing to not be on social media, especially in the TikTok world, where you're expected to be delivering content to every platform multiple times a day. Yeah. Um, where we're in a world where people are asking for more one-on-one connection um, to the artists that they love. And I, we're not getting that from her can, at the moment. The music's the only thing speaking. Can we think of any artists who are basically non-existent on social media and still getting big hits? I mean, stack, I feel like, I feel like there are stacks. Pretty, like, 
Yeah, non-existent. I also think Taylor Swift has a really good way of pretending she's very active on social media. But if you look at her (laughs) Twitter, she's not like tweeting very often. But everyone will be like, oh my God, she likes a Tumblr post from like six years ago. She's always on the internet. But it's literally like she just stokes the fire and then moves away. And I think Lord purposely being like, I'm not on social media. I'm away from my phone. It's amazing. It's like, everyone's like, okay, we've heard this a million times. (laughs) I think as well, um, there's so many heritage artists who rightly so aren't on social media and and it will be you know artist hq that does the tweeting um but you know even even artists from now i know random one but many k took a long time off twitter a a long time off all socials i think about four or five months um and it was just hq posting all the time and but i but i think what you're able to do without social media now um can only be done if you're a real heritage artist and if you're if you're an artist who speaks exclusively through song and has spoken a lot already in the past in in interview or, or whatever yeah or if you're the kind of artist who is um you know if you've got that kind of elusive tag to you but that's not lord lord's not an elusive artist so i think her being missing from there, there not really being any follow-up to the story of Solar Power. There was the shock value of the cover art. There was the um, excitement for a couple of days around the song, and then it just kind of bubbled from there. So if you were to be leading it right now, you would have her on social media coming onto TikTok Live. (laughs) No, (laughs) I, I wouldn't. I don't think that's her thing. But what I do think her thing is is smart placement in other media. And I yeah. think it's those, you know, it, it's doing fucking Vogue Italy and dropping some really exclusive information Yeah, this there. is what I think. And this is what I was expecting. I was expecting, yeah. like, that um, highbrow editorial, not, yep. like, the Project New Zealand. I wasn't expecting yeah. her to be everywhere on that day. And I, and I wonder, I, I'm confused as to why she did that. I'm like, is this her trying to appear down to earth and relatable era? She did all her interviews and she did a really extensive round of radio interviews that, again, I wasn't expecting. You know, you've got these kind of tier of artists that you just don't expect them to do a massive amount of interviews. Yeah. Um, And it's just it's just so bizarre. And she did all the interviews from the beach that she filmed the music video on and it all seemed a little bit, yeah, it seemed a little bit, forced i i just it's so hard to work out what you do with someone like lord and the messaging from her and where that messaging lives and how fast it comes and but but i think you know we've had the song in our hands for what nearly a month now and beyond some tour date announcements nothing no story development when you think about the first two records the first one was interesting obviously because here's this girl from New Zealand that often doesn't get its props on a global scale for pop music. And she's got this song about kind of not growing up in the prettiest area and and the fact that they're never going to, like, make anything of themselves, really. And then she blows up into this huge global superstar. Like, the story to that is is great. And then we go on to melodrama where she's at that very vital turning point in your life when... you've like gone through your first heartache and you're going out for the first time and trying all different things and kind of exploring the world by yourself for the first time, which is such like a, a big part of growing up. And now she finds herself at this point where she's kind of been still for a few years, like some forced stillness at the end. And it's like, where do you conjure the story from that? It's hard to know what, how you make the next era as interesting as those two. Yeah, but that is something that she's had time to work out and that the team have had time to work out with her. Yeah. How to make this one stand out from the rest when it really just feels like, boom, she's back, first new music in four years, and then yeah, nothing. And then crickets. Um, it's not to say that that can't be redeemed when the album comes around, but yeah, like, where the fuck... Hurry up. <laughs> yeah, what I was, was thinking is, I think the la- when she did Melodrama, she dropped um, 
green light and then she dropped liability pretty soon after. It was like a quick yeah. one-two drop. And I was expecting that with this one because I feel like solar power is strong and I really like it, but we needed something else to show us the different mood of the albums straight away. And I know yeah. we shouldn't be using melodrama, which we've called a flop as the blueprint for her next record, <laughs> but you know, she was maybe she was ahead of her time. <laughs> I think so. I, I just think, and there was such heavy rumor around her releasing like a second single within a week. Um, and when I saw that, I went, oh, okay, cool. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. I'm glad that's happening. And, and you know, maybe that was initially the idea. And then they saw that solar power was kind of flying and they were like, no, let's just keep going with this for a bit. Like maybe there has been some malleability to the plan, maybe. Um, but I doubt it. I want to, I just want to see like, Vogue Italia, translated to Italian, print interview, screenshotted by fans, um, translated and posted on Pop Crave. Yeah. That leak the title of a song on the album. Literally. That's what I want. Yeah, Just give and me talking something. about give the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Give me something. Yeah. Give me something. I think so. Um, and also, I feel like the Solar Power video gave so many like opportunities for that kind of editorial vibe. Yeah. And also, like, sporting, like, a local a New Zealand designer. And, and all, like, the story to that is great. But don't then get on the Project New Zealand on FaceTime. Like, I love the Project New Zealand. No disrespect to the Project totally New Zealand. Agree. Yeah. Like, like of, there's a time and a place. And she could, you know, when it comes to the tour, by all means, get your coin, sell those tickets on any yep. television station you need to. But, like, release a zine right now. Hide... <laughs> hide wind power <laughs> hide bloody um what? wind power stations what, what are those things that power the the wind um power electricity the turbines yeah wind turbines hide information why, why on you, the, like hide song that? titles on wind turbines why though because it's like so, like it's this is all about sustainable energy. Soul. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had confused solar energy with wind energy. No, I'm just going on the sustainability <laughs> thing. I may have confused the two. <laughs> Hide hints inside desalination plants. Like, gone to... What's the um, big pool shop in Australia? Uh, Cuba Pools. Uh, I don't think Pool Works. It's no, like I know the one you mean. World or something like that. Yeah. She could have gone there and, yeah. like... And she could have been on the box for their solar power panelling or something like that. I love that idea. This, this is exactly why we're going to get paid just, for these these thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a bit of advice from um, two music industry people who are n- not employed by labels anymore for obvious reasons. Hey, they Ella. have suggested branded Ella, solar powering and hiding the song titles on wind turbines. <laughs> and the best thing about this, Lord Air, is no one ever found out about it. <laughs> the album was released quietly. <laughs> Fans only. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's. We've talked a lot about um, the promotional aspect of this album, but let's move on to the sound. And what we're going to do is we're going to do what I'm calling a collaborator generator. It is a yes. solar powered generator, and I will be pulling out random names out of a hat, out of my head. And you will have to tell me whether you think these could work as a collaboration with Lord. Does that make sense? I'm fascinated by this because I feel like the list of people that are appropriate for Lord is quite small and that Lord would want to work with is quite small. Well, she's so, basically only worked with like the same two people for the last two records. Yeah. So this could but really to blow open her open world. Open her ears. Yeah. Okay. The first collaborator is Olivia Newton-John. Oh, ONJ. Stoned on a hemp oil. Um, just <clears throat> giving it a red hot crack over in LA with her daughter by her side. 
doing absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> Chloe Latanzi, whatever her name is. Um, okay, ONJ and Lord. I think they'd have a nice coffee together, but I don't think it would work. Yeah, in the we're not students. talking about social collaboration. Yeah, but I, I think that's a coffee that would work. Yeah, and I think there'd be minimal. They'd be kind of on each other's level. I think there'd be minimal sort of like mentoring going on there from ONJ. Yeah, it'd really just be a great catch up amongst two like-minded women. Um, but in the studio, I just don't think they would see eye to eye. I think they'd struggle, um, you know, two powerhouse vocalists. So it's going to be a no from me. Yeah, I agree. The next one is Charlie XCX. Oh, this oh, this is actually a really difficult one. Um, I feel like Charlie can subvert what she does sometimes. And so, am I using subvert correctly, by the way? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she can do what people don't expect her to do. She's very good in that way. Yeah. And I feel like she'd be very generous in the room with Lord and sort of sort of help make something that's playful but also quite, you know, unpack some stuff. And I think in the same breath, I think Ella can kind of let her guard down a little bit and jump on a song, you know, jump in with Charlie. If Charlie's trying to make a fun, playful pop song, I think... Lord yep. has the smarts and the sort of emotional intelligence to let her guard down and, and, you know, not write something as serious in a room with Charlie. So I think that would work. Yeah, I'm thinking about, like, um, Tuve Lo on Homemade Dynamite on Melodrama. Mm. So I'm feeling like it could work. And you know what's yep. interesting about this record? She's obviously said, like, 60s and 70s rock is a big influence, but then she said 2000s bubblegum pop as well. Which you can't I'm hear fascinated on by. Solar Power, bar like maybe the kitsch lyrics in terms of the like, can you reach me part? Yeah. But, but is it is it more going to be about the vibe of sort of, you know, people that were around then? You know, is it Britney's vibe as a person? And yeah. being a bit silly on the on the lyrics rather than the, the, you know, the intricacies of the record. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what, how it's going to be working. The next collaborator is Harry Styles. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, how, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm how good, thank you. Mate? How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. I'm just trying to imagine what their meeting would be like. I'm sure they've met before. You should what be a voice about? actor. It's really okay. How are you, mate? Um, yeah, I think it would work. I think it would work. I think, you know, they've got a shared understanding of being young people in the spotlight. They've got a shared understanding of sort of... Um, of sort of moving on from being a sort of teen idol, teen sensation and into more... Hashtag serious music. You know, they've worked with serious collaborators. They've got serious friends and they understand that. Yeah. They're both real musos as well. Um, I think Lord's a little bit too intense for Harry, though. I think Harry's a bit more relaxed than she is. So maybe the vibe would be off, but maybe that would be a good yin-yang situation. Yeah. This is a tough one, but I think it would work. See, I'm thinking about the sound of what I think Solar Power is going to be, and I think it's going to have Golden Hour vibes. Wait, was that no Golden? Golden, Golden vibes. No, no, I get what you mean. Yeah, but definitely, I think it will have Golden Hour vibes. Solar Power is anything to go by. Golden Hour powered by Solar Power. Yeah. Um. Golden Hour Solar Power. (laughs) Maybe the Lord album is going to be called. What's? Oh no, it's called. It is called Solar Power. Yeah. That's right. Good, good knowledge from me. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really intrigued. I, I think if you were th- to think about something like Golden, you know, that really kind of carefree sort of like light rock feel to it, yeah. that would lend itself well to what I'm expecting from the Lord album to an extent. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next one is Max Martin. Ooh. Again, somewhat a chameleon, someone that can subvert the genre, 
yeah. someone that can do shit that you don't expect him to. An intense guy from all reports. A lot yeah. of energy in the room. Lord is also quite intense, quite intricate. Yeah. A bit of a music nerd. As is Max. Gets very excited by the small things. I think that would work really fucking well. I'd love to see them in together. I would like to hear it, but I don't... I can't think of any, like, left-centre pop artists that Max has worked with. Even... It's tough, because I want to say Tove, but... Not really. Mm. Like, no one of Lord's ilk. Like... No. Yeah, it's interesting. What do you re- would it work though? What do you reckon? I don't know. I, I I think there'd be some pushback from Lord in terms yeah. of the sound that Max would try and take it in, because obviously she's very kind of not anti mainstream pop, but she often avoids the zeitgeist, whereas Max yeah. often leans into it. So I think if they could like marry those two well, it would be. Like, if they could find some kind of harmony, it would be good. But otherwise, I just feel like Lord may pull away from it a bit. I was just having a quick look at the Max discography to see if there were any kind of, like, subversive artists he's worked with. And it's like, Coldplay, <laughs> Robin. <laughs> it's like, it's just hit makers. Yeah. It's just pop stars. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would like to see that, but I don't think for this album. Yeah. I'd like to see that on a future record, though. It's going to be a bit of fun. It's like the Coldplay Max Martin thing. Not something I expected, and it's come out really well. So, Yeah, it did come out well. Yeah. Mm. Okay, final collaborator is Frank Ocean. Oh. I feel like mm. this would be supreme. On paper, yeah. But vibe-wise, what do you reckon? I mean, Frank's notably quite reserved I know but I feel like they both have an appreciation for like the club and the and isolation you know yeah true oh it's a that's it this is a really good game it's quite difficult I think it yeah I I think it would work I think it would work um there'd also be just so much expectation that it would be almost impossible to live up to people's expectation well well, here's here's the question for this game going forward as well are we talking a day where both artists come out of the studio happy or are we talking a hit song at the end of the day well we're trying to get her out of flop territory yeah true okay interesting yeah yeah, I think there's too much. I think right now, especially with Frank, there's too much expectation on Frank to do another Channel Orange, you know, another hit yeah. record, essentially. Yeah. That doing something with someone who's also kind of in that territory of needing to deliver another hit record, I don't think it would work right now. Yeah. It wouldn't but work give right me this now. for the next album. Yeah. Okay, sure. So it's a no from me. All right, so we're taking Frank off the list. Pending yeah. next album. Pending next album. TBC. But I don't even... Yeah, it may not even work next album. Okay, so if, if Lord's going to have the best era of her career, and at the yeah. end of it she scored like three hits, few Grammy nominations, um, really good festival placing... Yeah. What's that look like for you? Uh, this is a really hard question. But, like, <laughs> what's the vibe? Who's involved? Of a success. Because it's yeah. very hard with Lord. And, you know, we're going to do more of these. And, obviously, I'm sure we'll look at our favourite flop to discuss Katy Perry at some point. And it's kind of <laughs> easy with them because it's like, well, jump back in with Max. That's worked before. Um, yeah, you know, no, everyone's over the like weird sci-fi vibes that Katy Perry gives off. But with Lord, it's it's difficult because she often often doesn't um, go with what the mainstream's doing. And if she did that, it would also be quite off-putting for people. So like, how do you? I'm trying to think of like how do you one give the fans everything they want and make it enough that more people are going to want it as well. And there are a few vibes that I'm on for it that I think work for her. 
if she's going for hits. I think the, the homemade Dynamite remix with Scissor and Khalid and Post Malone is a very good example of how she could lean into the mainstream yep. very well and still keep it weird. It was such a smart move doing that. Um, and obviously that was like a remix and, you know, yeah, it, it's, yeah, but it still felt alt and it still felt a little bit underground, even with Post Malone on it, who ended up being one of the biggest, you know, superstars of that kind of era. Yeah. Um, and, you know, something like a homemade dynamite felt like a really intentional play at commercial. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a very big question. <laughs> And I don't know what you do with Law, but I think if, if I were to distill it down, I think she is smart enough as a songwriter and as a creator. And I find her I find her one of the most self-aware songwriters going. She knows what she needs to write about. She knows how to write about it. So I think, and I, I think this in general with most artists, but I think all the ideas have to stem from her and from what feels right to her. Yeah, and there needs to be no needs to be some experimentation, but no forced movements on her to do things Definitely. that don't feel authentic to her. She's just the epitome of authenticity when she actually speaks and when she actually yeah. creates. There's such an authenticity to it that I think all the ideas need to stem from her, and I and I truly believe that they do at the moment. Um, yeah. I feel like she needs to more be influenced by the collaborators that come in in and out rather than forcing her hand at doing anything, you know? Like, I feel like if she was introduced to a a mainstream-leaning producer, she may be able to get something out of that. And I think her relationship with Jack Antonoff is very fruitful. But I think the issue that we're getting to with Jack Antonoff is he's so involved in everything at the moment... And, like, it's happening where There's it's, new like, Bleachers Lana music Del Rey. in a couple of weeks as well. Exactly, yeah. But, like, Lana Del Rey's on her second fully Jack-produced album. And Lord's heading up to it as well. And it's, yep. like, it's it obviously works, but there was quite a, a dramatic shift in quality from Norman fucking Rockwell to Chemtrails for Lana. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, whether it's going to be the same with melodrama and solar power and whether some new people need to be introduced. And this this is a weird episode of Flop Stars of the Future to be doing because obviously the era is already mapped out for her. It's not gonna, <laughs> she's not going to change anything. But <laughs> but we don't, at, at the time of recording, we don't know much at all about the era. We just know the name of the album and we know what the first song sounds like and we have a good and we have inkling the, that it's not all going to sound like that. We have the titles of the tracks. Um which, are, which I think are, oh, yeah, are great, the titles. I think a stoned at the nail salon is exactly <laughs> what we need to hear from her. <laughs> and I do think um, she released the lyrics for the first song, which is called The Path. And I'm just going to bring it up for you because I think yeah. it gives you completely different vibes to what Solar Power does. I'll just yeah. read a little, a little bit. She said, I'm in a cast at the museum gala, fork in my purse to take home to my mother, supermodels all dancing around a pharaoh's tomb. Now, if you're looking for a saviour, well, that's not me. You need someone to take your pain for you. Well, that's not me because we're all broken and sad. Where are the dreams that we had? Can't find the dreams that we had. Let's hope the sun will show us the path. So she's basically saying like, Met Gala's not for her. Um... But also, like, if people are looking for her to be some kind of um, someone to look up to, she's she's not going to do it, <laughs> which is pretty full I on. Like, I like the opening line as well. Born in the year of OxyContin. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raised in the tall grass, teen millionaire having nightmares from the camera flash. Yeah. It's, that's very... Yeah. Won't take the call if it's the label or the radio, she said. Well, she's proved that wrong because she's taken bloody every radio's call recently. From, from the Project New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, going looks, back to, I feel like yeah. that is the kind of vibe I want from her. And people want this kind of darkness from Lord. But I also yeah. love the club-infused atmosphere as well. Like what she gave on melodrama with... Um, 
with the Louvre and moments like that, I feel like she could lean yep. even heavily, even more heavily into that and get quite a hit from that on kind of like the flume vibe almost, you know, just like teetering on the outer edges of EDM. Or- May I remind you of Magnets with Disclosure? Exactly. Which I thought was yeah. a masterstroke. She just, and, and I think as well, she's a fascinating vocalist. I think the way that she enunciates and the way that she delivers her lines. And I think you can hear this in Solar Power as well, just like the intimacy of the, the vocal performance on that. Yeah. And I think that lends itself really well to those kind of dancier moments. And if I may throw it back to talking about Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran, um, you know, maybe we need a bit of a housier kind maybe of Maybe she needs from- a Bad Habits. <laughs> Yeah, but to to be fair, I, I think I get the vibe this record will be very, you know, real instruments. Yeah, and, it will be. You know, if, if there's a bubblegum pop influence, it's going to be based on her lyrical delivery and, and her her wording. Yeah. Um, I think the candidness of her lyrics is always a win for her. And I think you can, you can see it in those lyrics in the path as well. Um, you know, it's just so candid and so like, first thing on paper yeah just i'll make it work i want to say this i'm gonna make it work which is such a fascinating way of doing things the thing i think that lacks a little bit from solar power and when she gets her biggest hits and it's true of magnets she's such a like truncated um intense vocalist that she often needs something very heavy behind her and if you think of team it's like doom like it's got that really like it it, it makes this the speakers in the car shake and magnets as well and and royals and green light they've all like got a very heavy like backbone to them and i think that works really well for her her voice if i can even take it back to the first lord song i ever heard which remains one of my favorite ever lord songs the love club Mm. um you know a beat made kind of from her vocal but also is quite intensely there and she sort of just coasts along the top of it yeah. across the whole song. It's not a deep, it's not a big performance or anything. It's just a interesting delivery, a, pay, a well-paced delivery. Um, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's really, really interesting. So what we're saying is our dream lord era at the moment has happened. on that. Out- yeah, it's already happened. <laughs> Stream melodrama, everyone. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Stream the Love Club EP. <laughs> For good skin. But it's a slightly dark record that skirts the out- at the outskirts of of the mainstream with a slightly dancey vibe. Outskirts. Skirts the outskirts. Um, and it's a little bit a little bit clubby, I guess. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be intensely clubby. I think, you know, Magnets is an extreme example. Yeah. Um, but syncopation works and really fascinating production works, really iconic production. Yeah. I mean, team is Team's production is really quite iconic, if you really think about it. It's like, it's very tailor-made for that song. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the same thing we said about pretty much all Lord songs, but like, I don't know, Greenlight, that doesn't feel made for her. That feels like it could have been a big band song or whatever, but something like a team is just so... And Royals. I mean, let's just go back to the obvious one. Yeah. Just that really simple but very iconic piece of production. Yeah, totally. Um, I think it works well then. <laughs> I feel like this next game... <laughs> Is going to be somewhat of a mess <laughs> because no, I'm okay. thinking it up on the spot. I don't know if you are, but... I, I've got an idea. Basically, we have to think up Lord's comeback single. We have to give the title, yep. the producer, the vibe, and the length. And then we need to decide who's more on the money. Yeah. And we're talking hit potential, by the way. And you've got to, and you've got to satisfy the, the fans. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I that's why I have the perfect option. Are you happy for me to go first? Yeah. Cool. Song's called The Moment. Yeah. Core idea is the moment that she felt some kind of peace in the last few years. Yeah. 
expands on it however she wishes to at the time. <laughs> the produ- Can I do co-producers? Yeah, I'm doing co-producers. Great. Antonoff? Yeah. S.J. Le- Lewis. Oh, I love that. That's kind of the vibe so I'm I want, going. I want her and Jack in there. Yeah. Jack bringing the ideas out, pulling together the structure. Yeah. And then I want a smattering of SGs, just ability to bring a sort of tangible groove to things and a tangible feeling. Yeah. To records. I want, I need that. That's what I need. Um, The song goes for six minutes 30. Wow. But a a radio edit is provided um, on request. Which is one minute and 59 seconds. (laughs) No, it's 3.20. (laughs) The perfect length. Um, Yeah, but the original version is six. It's 6.32 actually. So it's got to have a lot of kind of... The intro is very long. We don't really hear vocals until about the 40 second second. Okay. And then we kind of have a really long, lot of verses, lot of choruses, long bridge as well. But that remains in for the radio edit, don't you worry. Yeah. Um, and that becomes the most iconic part of the song. Um, yeah, that's that's what we're going for. Well, I'm excited for. for that. Now I want it. Where's the moment? I can't yeah. see the moment on the solar power track list. No, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mine it's on, it's, is- on the del- it's on the Japanese deluxe edition. <laughs> Mine is called... You'll like this because you're drinking a beer. It's called Vodka Lime Soda. <laughs> I really like it. It's it's written by Jack and Lord. Mm-hmm. It's co-produced by Fred again and Jamie XX. Oh. Uh, Jamie XX. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it sounds like you're standing in the bathroom of a mega club and you can just like hear that thump. Yeah, like it's still rattling your chest, but it's not like present. And yep. it's also long; it's about five minutes and ten seconds. No yep. radio edits provided. Oh wait, no, we're talking <laughs> hits. No, it's, it's radio edit. Make your own. Will be provided. <laughs> <laughs> edit your own version. Now, what's? Can I ask what the sort of lyrical content of the song is with Vodka Lime Soda? So the lyrical content is kind of like. She doesn't want to be there. She's sick of, like, getting yep. shit spilled over her. Course, but also, yeah, yeah. she's, like, kind of falling in love with the whole experience of it. And the vodka yeah. lime soda is actually, like, getting to her headspace. And she's kind of... As she's, like, quite depressed in the beginning, she's actually, like, ascending to quite a positive space. And then it all kind of spirals at the end into, like, this really distorted mess of guitars and beats as she's, like, very... um, What's the word? Very at odds with her two competing feelings about the experience. And that's where Jamie can really help. I think bringing that all together at the end, I'm making feeling it kind like, of a, a yeah. beautiful mess. I'm feeling yeah. like he'll come through with the gosh, like kind of style alarm sense and stuff. What's Jack doing in this process? Jack's writing and he's adding a, a bit of guitar work here and there. <laughs> <laughs> he's hitting record. He's there to make <laughs> Ella feel comfortable. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I like about Jack's role. I think we were, Let's just talk quickly about Jack because I think, yeah. you know, yes, he I, I feel like is is bordering on overexposure. Yeah, um, I think he's very he's been very close to the line, but I think he's pulled it back a little bit recently. But you're right, the Lana record, this, um, you know, the ongoing association with Taylor, the, but you know, I know they spent months, Ella and Jack spent yeah. months together, exclusively working on this together, and I think when that's the relationship they've got. I don't think overexposure is too much of an issue because no. it's just he would have been all in on this. Also, he's long. not really missing. So, like, I don't really... Un- you know, like, there hasn't been a bad project that he's been involved in, so I'm not really sure where yeah. all this criticism is coming from. Yeah. And, yeah, and he also exactly. doesn't really have a distinct sound either. Like, I wouldn't say that... that Taylor sounds like melodrama or that melodrama sounds like Norman fucking Rockwell or like anything no. like that. He's very good at at pertaining the to the artist vibe. Literally. Well, I'm really into both of these songs. Yeah. So am I. 
I, I think, I think yours you, potentially the, has more of a chance to go right. <laughs> <laughs> Mine could potentially be quite messy. No, I, it's hard because green light in, in, in a way, green light starts with a piano. And at yeah. the end, it's this mess of almost sirens. It's almost like ambulances running down the street at two o'clock in the morning kind of feel to it. Yeah. And so I'm, I, I feel like Vodka Lime Soda could kind of work like that. Um, the thing I love is, about Lord is she captures like those, like you said, like the ambulance going down the street or she captures like the yeah. clubs that like she's always capturing things from a distance and i worry that like this solitary vibe of solar power being on a beach isn't going to give her as as much to work with but maybe she'll prove us wrong maybe the wind turbines have been more inspiring than we fuck <laughs> <laughs> off with your wind turbines <laughs> the worst sorry my single's no, I... called wind turbine and it, <laughs> it's produced by nobody it's just lord and the sound of the wind turbine going around <laughs> it goes for 23 minutes <laughs> i am so here for this um i i i'm you know what i'm gonna this time around, and I'm going to bring my A game for the next one. Yeah. But I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go yours. I think it ticks the boxes, and I think the fan element is really important as well. And I think you need to have absolute win from the fans. I think me getting SG involved definitely opens her up to sort of, you know, the commercial space again. Yeah. Um. But I think yours probably ticks that sort of like epic, exactly what we wanted kind of box. That solar power so went against yeah. of being that of being so simple so you know, my vote's gonna go with yours quite critical of the era that's coming up and i think that's just the nature of i'm excited this episode but i am excited and i do really like solar power and this is all just mm. concerns from a fan who's always a bit cautious yeah. going into a new era i think of always. all the artists we're going to do on this season lord probably needs our help the least <laughs> <laughs> but we thought it would be an interesting one to jump in with. And it's and it's been and a good discussion. A good bizarre discussion. <laughs> so have you all... chosen who's your pick for the song? For the song well, this is hard because we're never gonna choose ourselves, are we? Yeah, I absolutely am. You joking? Well, I think yours has better hit potential, but I think mine has better fan potential. Well, we're trying to get her out of, as you said earlier, we're trying to get her out of flop star territory. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Ne- <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Bye. So You're nasty at night. So <laughs> back to mornings. <laughs> back to fucking 7am for you. <laughs> I was just about so to give you-, you the win too. Nah, she's releasing vodka lime soda and it's going to be a fucking huge hit and there's going to be the biggest TikTok dance you've ever seen. There's going to be a flash mob in a in a club like Marquis Sydney. No, thank you. I won't be there. Marketing tactic number 1, flash mob Marquis Sydney. There's no I went no to the way Ivy the other no week. I went to the Ivy for Puffdorf the other week. $24 Australian for a vodka Red Bull. $24 for a singular vodka Red Bull. Nearly died. And they measure out the shot there too, don't they? So you're just getting one shot of vodka. Literally. Oh my God, here it's like $9 and you have to ask them to add soda. Otherwise, it's just a cup of vodka. (laughs) Whilst you're all running around vaccinated and happy and... And happy, yes. (laughs) Vaccination equals assumed happiness. Everything goes well after the vaccine. Adds elatedness for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope everyone is vaccinated and happy. Not and or, just vaccinated and happy. Yeah, one of the two. And we will be back next week, maybe. Well, I'll, I'll review this. I'll edit it. And if it, I'm pretty happy if with it doesn't make our, me laugh, we'll flick, we'll flick it next week. 
I feel like there's an element of, of um, reputation rehab that we can get going here. So if you've got an artist that you really want to hear us yeah. rehab, flick us a, a note on Twitter. Um, I'm at Nick W. Kelly and Samuel is at, at Sam underscore interns. Let us know an uh, artist that you'd like us to play in the next year. Let's just get this right, though. It has to be a, a salvageable career. We're not doing R. Kelly on the next episode. <laughs> no. No one cancelled, please. Yeah. Um, and also no, like, like, I don't want to plan Justice Crew's next record <laughs> or yeah. yeah, no one shit. That's the rule. No yeah, one shit. It's people that we like. It's easy. That's all that we care about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, hit us up with a, with a review if you can. Let us know what you think of the new idea for the new series. Is it a vibe? We hope you like it. Yeah. It is we'll catch vibe. you next week. <laughs>